Hi there, as many of you will know, this morning is Ian Moore's last sermon as our pastoral assistant. And so it didn't seem right to let the moment pass without acknowledging all the work and service that Ian has given to our church for the past seven years. Ian, you have been magnificent in the way that you have pastored people, the way you have cared for people, and the way that you have led us so, so often in prayer. And we are so grateful to you for everything that you've done. Sadly, we can't all meet together to express our thanks in person, but that day will come when we can thank you and Carol properly. I know you've received gifts from the church this week and, um, and you received them with our blessing and with our gratitude. So I just want to pray for you before we hear what you've got to say to us from God's word this morning. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 14, Paul writes... Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars. I think it's fair to say, Ian, that you have done everything that's been asked of you without complaining or arguing. And that amongst us you have shone like a star leading us as a, as a minister. It's been a real privilege to work alongside you. It's been a real privilege to learn from you. And now let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Ian and for Carol and for their ministry to us throughout these past seven years. Father, we pray now that as Ian retires from his role, um, we pray, Lord, that you will bless them both richly, that you will, you will honour them and that you will keep them. And Father, we pray that you haven't finished with them yet. We pray that you've still got big plans for them. We know, Lord, that they have both got so much to offer. They are so faithful and so loyal to you. Lord, we know that wherever they go, whatever they do, you will have a plan for them. But Father, we pray that we will have the pleasure of worshipping alongside them for many, many years to come. So Father, bless them and we thank you for them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Ian. Have a great day. Good morning. It's uh, lovely today to share the Word of God with you. And I'm going to share something that's um, very important to me. In fact, it's been quite life-changing. And if there's a title to what I'm going to share, it's Greater Things. That God does greater things. And if there's a message for me and for you and the church, it's we've got a God of greater things. Today is a, a special privilege for which I want to thank God. I've come to the end of my, my tenure as a pastoral assistant for Villaricky Baptist Church. And uh, that's been a huge, a huge experience and a joy for me. It started off as a six-year, a six-month contract um, with, uh, when Alastair was, was pastor. And uh, I was just filling in for, for two days a week while I looked for an associate pastor. Well, this uh, temporary job has now run its course for seven and a half years. And uh, I'm really, really thankful. Um, I want to thank Alastair um, for having the faith 
to, um, to, to get the appointment through the church. I thank for the elders during the, the long period of interregnum for their support and the faith that they put in me. And of course, more latterly, for Ian Smith, who's uh, become a, a great friend and uh, has always encouraged me, which has been quite uh, wonderful. And I thank Tom for giving me this opportunity today to share the word of God. Uh, I want to thank uh, Carol also for the sacrifice that she's made uh, during these seven and a half years. I may have turned up in church as a sort of hallelujah Harry, a Pentecostal pastor, um, but I, I've kept the, uh, the hallelujah. And if, if I bequeath anything to the church, I, I hope it is uh, that, that we can say hallelujah to the Lord and, uh, and praise him. And uh, on top of that, it's been a huge honour. And I, I can't overstate what it's meant to me to walk with so many people through what for them have been quite challenging and in some cases dark times, difficult circumstances. And my aim's always been the same, uh, that people would, um, their faith would increase and uh, their dependency on God would be established. And on Monday I relinquished this responsibility, but not God's call on my life. And not knowing the future, we must wait on God. And it's a somewhat a sort of emotional time for us. Um, we are not sure what the future might hold. But as I've said before, our trust is in the one who holds the future. And as I said right at the beginning, I want to talk about greater things. So before I do, let's pray. Father, I thank you for these precious moments. Moments with you, Father. This is an appointed time for each one of us. Not just to have someone talk to us, Father, but for the, the speaker and hearer to come before our God. And Father, to say that, that speak, your servant listens. And Father, to believe that you will speak. Not randomly, but specifically, Father, because you know us through and through. You know our, our weaknesses, you know our needs, and you know your plans. And so, Father, we want to place ourselves into your hands and say, Father, your will be done, your kingdom come. Amen. Greater things. It's true for the church, it's true for me, it's true for you. And before uh, you challenge me, which is a bit difficult because this is quite one way, you'll have to email me or message me if you, if you want to challenge me uh, by saying, well, I'm too old, um, I'm too weak. I've failed and I've lost the opportunity. I haven't got the gifts or I haven't got the resources you're believing a lie. Um, and I will attempt to prove that in the next little while. I'm a living testimony to the fact that God 
wants to and can do greater things. Only yesterday, I'm, well, not yesterday, I was, I'm, <laughs> in March, I, I was 73 years, my 73rd birthday. Uh, I'd like to hear them, uh, uh, in my mind an echo of, surely not, that can't be. But, uh, sadly, it's true. Um, but I'm 73 years old, and, and only yesterday, uh, via a, a, a video link, I was able to speak to 350 people in the Congo. God had opened the door for greater things. And I'm not talking about it being greater because of me. It's greater because of God. Earlier in the, in the week, I, I got a, a communication from Pastor Ebenezer in India. And he sent a series of photos and a, a very encouraging little message saying that a church that we funded, that was built, and we were there for the first meetings, um, where it was in a very poor, illiterate community, in a village where there was no buildings, um, concrete buildings, a church was built. And he, they've, they've now got a new pastor, the, the previous pastors are quite poorly, um, and they showed the pictures of this church full to overflowing and God doing a, a mighty things there. Amazing, it's, it's greater things. There are lots of churches in Romania that are in existence now because of some work we did in the, in the late 1990s, uh, early 2000s. I've never been to a Bible college I mean, studied at a Bible college. I didn't become a Christian until I was 26 years old. I was a pastor at the age of 37. I was timid, weak, lacked confidence, fearful. And yet God took this weak person, and the tendency is for me to go back to that way, and used me in ways that if I'd have known, I would have run a mile. That one day I would speak in prisons or in gypsy conventions. Amazing. In uh, not having this, this Bible college uh, um, education, I went to the Congo. And I spoke at pastors' conferences, and they called me doctor, which means teacher. And I feel totally inadequate, but God is a God of, of greater things. And it's, it's nothing to do with me. In fact, this lovely tie that I'm wearing, that I'd like to show off, is very special to me. Because on a, a number, on each of the visits to India... I've been asked to speak at the Bible College and I loved it, being amongst young men and women, sold out for Jesus. And I would, I, I would ask Pastor if, I could, if we could fit in another meeting there. And so each time I went to India, maybe five or six times, I'd go and be with the Bible College students. And I'd share with them. And uh, I remember the first time we left India, we were at the, at the station, a railway station to leave, 
And all these students, they stood in a line on the platform. And they, they wept as we went. And uh, it, it was hugely emotional. But on this other occasion, when I, I, I spoke at a graduation service at the Bible College, this young student from Nagaland who had just graduated, he gave me his only, only tie this time. And it's, it's special, that's why I wear it on this occasion. It, it reminds me. It reminds me of this young student who has, has come from a village with, uh, he's got no resources. How God can use him and use me and use you. Jesus always believed for greater things. When he met James and John, the sons of Zebedee, working for their father, fishing, Jesus believed for greater things for these men. He called Peter Simon. And he, he, he saw in Peter something and would have greater things. He recalled Peter later on in his ministry. Greater things, and, and Peter would stand before uh, the, the crowds in Jerusalem and preach the first gospel message, and 3,000 would be saved. Jesus believed for great things. Mary Magdalene who had uh, demons cast from her. Jesus believed for greater things, that she would be the one who would bear the message of Jesus' resurrection. Greater things. Legion, possessed by, by so many evil spirits, ostracized, hopeless. Jesus believed for greater things. And this man would be found dressed and in his rightful mind and Jesus would send him to the the cities of Decapolis to to witness what he'd done. Saul of Tarsus. Jesus believed in this man who was anti-God and anti-Christian. He believed greater things. And this man would become one of the greatest, if not the greatest, apostle. Mary, the mother of Jesus, a young girl. God believed for greater things. Abraham, God believed for greater things. Moses, God believed for greater things. David, God believed for greater things. Me and you, God believes for greater things. The trouble is that we stop expecting. We somehow park the bus. Or life has had a a car crash. And we think it's over. And we settle for mediocrity. We settle for something that God has never, ever, ever settled for. Let me read a passage from John 14, verses 8 to 14. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. 
Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you uh, are not just my own, Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe in the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. These are some of the most profound words, life-changing words. And as I've thought about these many times since I became a believer. The, the, the truth they embody is life-changing. It reveals God's heart for you and me and his intent. I praise God for Philip because had he not asked the question, show us the Father, we would never have had this reply. And Jesus said, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. He was, he was setting us an example, a template of what it is to be a believer. Rather it is the Father in me that is doing his work. Jesus was saying that all you see me doing is the Father in me that is doing this. Would you understand that? It's quite profound that God is doing his work in Jesus. God is doing his work in me. And God is doing his work, not my work, his work in you. Just take a moment to think of that. That God's intention is to do his work in you. In you. And I know we always point to others, we always think others are more equipped, you know, they're better able, they're more articulate. You know, Moses was the same, don't ask me to talk to Pharaoh, I, I, I'm just babble, I stutter, I'm unable to do it. And the disciples were witnessing this, they were witnessing the work of the Father in the Son. And Jesus went on to say, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things. He will do even greater things. How and why? Because I am going to the Father. Three things. The disciples will do what he is doing. They will do greater things. 
And they would do them because he's going to the Father. You could say, come on Ian. This is enough of this. <laughs> I'm ready to switch this off because this is just beyond, beyond me. It was just for the apostles. No. These greater things that Jesus is talking about, I don't mean they're greater in, in the, what they were, but they are greater because they're done through the weak Ian Moore and the weak Dave Lodge. And I say that because Dave is the only, the only member in the congregation at the moment, <laughs> so I have to pick on him. <laughs> but that's the way it is. These greater things are because the greatness is they're done through weak vessels. I've been, this is almost 20 minutes for my first hallelujah. And why? Because I'm going to be, or I'm going to the Father. We'll come back to that point. Because you would think if he's going to go to the Father, then they're going to be helpless and it will be hopeless. But the next verse says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask anything in my name and I will do it. You cannot take that out of context. This is all about the Father working in us and doing his will. And that for me to ask according to that. So in order to do greater things, I must ask. To do greater things, I must ask. This should have a huge impact on prayer meetings. Because what are we asking God for? Are we continually asking him to do things? Are we asking him for the resources that we may do greater things? We often hear about that, and we, 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 we've had messages, many, about being salt and light and going into the world. And Ian last week was talking about, behold, I'm going to do a new thing. I believe that new thing is he's going to do greater things through me, me and you. William Carey, the, the, the missionary to India, as a, as a cobbler's son, he would pray, give me India. Oh, heaven rejoiced when he heard that. What are you asking God for? Because that determines whether we do greater things. And then in verse 16, I am going to ask the Father to give you another counsellor, the Holy Spirit. That spirit in me that is doing the Father's work. He wants to send us. Why we had to wait for him to go was that he would go and he would ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit in you that would do God's work. And so we ask for the Holy Spirit to do great things. And faith will rise in us. And we will believe. I will believe even at my age when I'm, I'm putting down this responsibility. And I praise God that there's a, others that would, will take up the reins. That God will give me greater things. Ask things that will bring glory to the Father. My ministry changed part way through. Well, it always changes. But I started to preach. You see, I, I received this word that in John six twenty nine that the work of God is this. Obviously, I, I was very interested when I heard that. The work of God is this. What is the work of God? I want to do the work of God is to believe in the one whom he sent. John six twenty nine. What is it to believe in the one he sent? Well, if I'm going to believe in someone, I'm going to believe in what they say. And so then I started to preach the red letters in the Bible. The whole time of my, my, my ministry was preaching red. I preached what Jesus had said because I believed that I, I should believe in the one he sent and what he said. Well, these words about doing greater things are his words. I need to believe them, and you need to believe them and receive them by faith, which often you have to be in denial of the circumstances and the things that come to your mind and know that nothing is too difficult for God to do in your life. In Matthew 25, verse 21, it's in the middle of the, the parable of the, of the master giving talents to his servants and then he comes back and sees what they've done with the five talents and the two talents and the one talent. And as you know, the five talents, uh, he, he didn't bury it, he used it wisely and he got five talents and the two talents, he got two talents, but the one, the guy with one talent buried it, he was fearful of the master and the master was really upset with him. But for those that actually had faith and received the gift that had been given to them and used it, in both instances, the five and the two talents, the word of God says the master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. You see, these greater things can be quite small. We don't need a, a pulpit. We don't need any great resource. And this, I'll put you in charge of many things and come and share your master's happiness. When we do this, or in the, I think the, the King James, it says, enter the joy of your master. In taking these steps of faith, the joy of the Lord comes upon us. This ministry can just be simply loving someone. It can be simply forgiving someone. 
It can be simply giving your tie to someone. That young man didn't know what that, what that would mean to me in my life. That I would be adorned with his grace and his love. It can be something small. As a, as a pastor, I, I felt the Lord say that you and uh, all these young people that you come and teach, you, and there was quite a few of them in church at that time. As a, in fact, I was a deacon before I was a pastor. That I, w- I, would, I would work with them every Saturday morning and we'd go out and we'd do jobs, gardening, decorating. It was a, a huge headache because... Um, it took me a, a longer putting right what they'd done wrong than, but it was a way. It was a, and 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 God rewarded that. Another time to start a, a boys' football club with, and I'm not a a, 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 a Messi or Ronaldo, but the Lord said, "Come do it," and it was wonderful. So it it's the small things in in Mark twelve forty one. The story of the, the widow's mite. She had the smallest Roman coin, a mite. And she used it. She put in out of her poverty. And Jesus talks of this woman that, that's been recorded. And everyone that, that has read the, the, the gospel would, would read about her. That she put more into the temple treasury than all the rich people together. God is asking you, and this has got to be true for everyone. It's got to be true for a teenager. It's got to be true for an octogenarian. It's got to be true for someone living in a village in in India or someone with millions of pounds living in a a Thameside waterfront apartment. He had to be true for David Hickish in Leonard's Lodge in his last days. That greater things, greater things. And for David, the greater things did stand before him. Now he's in heaven with his Lord and God, receiving well done, my good and faithful servant. Greater things are found in knowing him knowing his purpose and living in obedience. When you and I say the Lord's Prayer and we say, thy will be done. I don't know if I I truly know what I'm saying. But I'm saying to God, because it's my personal prayer to him, thy will be done in my life, which will mean greater things. It'll mean stepping outside of the box. It'll mean laying down a ministry. It'll mean waiting on God. It'll, be, it'll mean asking him, whatever you ask for me in my name, I will do it, that the Father's will may be done, that he might work in and through you, his glory. Paul knew this, the great apostle. In the twilight of his life, he could not stop 
you cannot stop and I cannot stop. In Philippians 3.14, he said, I press on towards the goal. He's now under house arrest. He's now possibly chained. And he says, I press on for greater things. What are these greater things? Well, some of these epistles that were, were, were written whilst he was, he was in prison. He could have given up. And we wouldn't have had pastoral epistles. We wouldn't have had this wonderful epistle to the Philippian church, this epistle of joy. He said, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Heavenward. He's called you heavenward. He's called me heavenward. That's the destination. That's the goal. Heavenward. Can get so filled with with the thoughts about this earth and this, the, the, all the trappings and things that go with it. So God is calling you to greater things. And I I, I finished with a verse in Ephesians chapter three twenty, which for our our church has been. Um, spoken about on a number of occasions I'll read it and then I'll reread it and then I'll pray now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Got to re- just believe this to reach our potential. Now, today, this moment, as you watch this video recording, now, to Him, we turn to God. To him, to no other. Now, today, we turn to him who is able. He can do it. He's not unable. He's able. He's able to do whatever he wills. We turn to the one who is able. And he's able to do immeasurably more. Not just. These are why it's greater things. Ian, Ian, I'll give you the lost as an inheritance. God spoke that into my life. And he did. And I believe he still will. He will do immeasurably more. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine... Those things that, 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 those thoughts that, that, that come from God, 
aren't the extremity of God's ability. He can do immeasurably more than what you think he can. According to the power that is at work within us. How does he do this? According to the power that is in you. That resource of the Holy Spirit. That's why he had to, Jesus said, I have to go to the Father. And then he would send another, another, the Holy Spirit, who had been with the disciples, but then would be in them. To him be glory in the church. To him. This is all about the glory of God. This isn't about the glory of man. This is about the glory of God at work in you. Throughout all generations. That's why it's not true. That's why it's not true for for you or me to think, huh, this was just for the apostles. This was just for this, uh, the elect, the selected few, those that were bodily witnesses of Jesus, the apostles. He says it's true for generation, all generations, forever and ever. And the word says, Amen. Would you say, Amen to that? Would you lift your head? Would you open your heart? Would you reach out to God and believe for greater things? God looks at you and he doesn't look at you as you look at yourself. He looks at you according to what is in you. And though I'll no longer be a pastor assistant from, from Monday, I do not need to worry because it's God who does greater things in the church and in those called to serve. And in the days and weeks ahead, I'll reflect on my own life and I'll reflect on the church and I'll look at people And I hope we'll all inspire one another to greater things in God. May God bless you. And may we pray together. Father, I thank you. You're a wonderful God. Father, you could have chosen angels to do the bidding of the Father. Lord you chose broken men and women sinners saved by grace trophies no wonder for the joy set before you you endured the cross because you could see the likes of me and others taking tentative but purposeful steps to walk in your way Father, may we, may we each ask you for, Father, the resources we need 
that your will may be done through our lives. Through us, Lord. And it may bring glory to God our Father. Amen. May God bless you. Would you enjoy the rest of your day? And uh, I close by saying a huge thank you for, for Dave once more for, for doing the business behind the camera. God bless you all.